Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's this, Levi? Like episode like five? I think. I think yeah, so. Episode yeah, episode five. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. What's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back. You know, this week once again, we got some super special plan for y'all. You know, we missed y'all. Thought we were, you know, bringing something special, like I said. So, and uh, this week we got somebody um, who I really think you all will enjoy hearing from. And we're gonna do, you know, this episode a little bit different. Usually, you know, it'll be you know Levi. Uh, myself and then obviously the guest on the show but due to you know some um, inner work week you know scheduling conflicts Levi wasn't able to participate in the interview so we're going to do it a little bit different this week kind of you know some bonus content for you guys um, did have a little interview this week with uh, Connor Gross who I'll get into um, you know here in a second but uh, but yeah man I'm super excited for this one right here yeah, you know, due to work circumstances I wasn't able to hop on it this week uh, with the time that our guest could hop on um, but Cam and Connor, they got some good content. You know, I listened to it uh, the night that they filmed it uh, or recorded it. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a good episode. So get ready and tune in. Yeah. And you'll see here in a second, there's just so much to take from Connor. Um, you know, he has a you know pretty diverse background, super successful. Um, I actually, you know, found out about Connor through a friend of mine. Um, Connor said he was um, on Twitter, you know, trying to get on more podcasts. And, you know, so... One of my friends reached out and they said, you know, you should reach out to this guy, try to get him on your show. And, you know, as soon as I kind of read like his background, I was, you know, instantly, you know, brought in uh, what he had going on. You know, uh, Connor is someone who's done over seven figures of uh, sales and e-commerce. For those of you who don't know what e-commerce is, that's pretty much online sales, uh, selling products, you know, pretty much like a marketplace. Um, he, you know, he's now, you know, rolled some of those profits and revenue over into, you know, buying a 60 unit storage facility in Texas. He also hosts the top 5% um, podcast. So you can see, you know, he's you know pretty successful in a lot of different areas and he's just someone, um, the best thing about it is he's 24. He, you know, being pretty much, you know, relative age to, you know, a lot of our listeners, I just think it's a lot of good things in this uh, interview. So uh, pretty much can let this one be pretty much raw and just share to you the exact convo of how Connor and I spoke. So Super excited for this. Hope you guys really enjoy this content. All right. Yo, what's going on, man? Hey, Connor, what's up? What's going on? How you doing today? Good, brother. Um, here, hold on. Let me show my audio is working out well. Speaker. Right. We're just over. How's the audio now? A little bit better? Yes, sir. That no, sounds good. Um, how's oh, cool. it going? I'm, I'm really grateful that you're able to do this during your lunch break instead of having to uh, do like a little late night something. Oh, no. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Yeah, man. Definitely appreciate you being flexible with it. So I'm glad we were going to call today. So, yes, sir. What, uh, wh- where are you based at right now? Um, right now I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Nice. I uh, just finished college up probably around four months ago now. Um, so oh yeah, man, that's cool. What are you What are you doing for work? Um, so I do IT, and I've been in IT. Um, I've done IT like for two years before I actually got my first job. Like I did an intern in college, and so now I'm you know working cool. for a company here in Atlanta. Nice man, right on. Cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, man? You're um you're 24, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I'm down here down in uh, Texas right now. I'm down here in Austin at the moment. Um, so I graduated school about two years ago at this point now, has it been two years? Yeah, probably something like that. Um, and 
yeah, pretty much just been like living it up, uh, traveling around a little bit, going from like Airbnb to Airbnb. Um, right down here, we got a place in Austin for the next three months. Um, was over in Denver for a little bit, in Mexico for a bit. So just kind of like traveling around. And I got a job after college for a bit for like nine months or so. Um, and then was just like, you know what? I don't think I want a job. Uh, so I decided to go. And now I'm just doing some e-commerce and real estate stuff with a bunch of my buddies. Okay. So the G is like e-commerce and like real estate, things like that. Is that all things like you got into like after college or like, is that kind of like in college you knew you wanted to get into that too? Well, we sold our first company in college, um, my partner and I. So we, we grew like a cell phone accessory brand. Like if you've ever seen some of these like stickle on card holder, this, these kind of things, um, we sold that business. Um, it was doing a little over a million a year before we sold it. And then we sold it like six months before graduation. So we had a little like fun money to play around with for the end of senior year and then COVID hit. So it's like, all right, we got this money. So like, I guess we can play higher stakes poker with our friends while we're quarantining. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, was pretty much when we got started with all that kind of stuff. Um, and then moving afterwards is like the job I took was at a company called Privy and they do all like e-commerce software and stuff like that. So basically like nine months, like super immersed into like, Hey, like here are really cool brands. Here are the tactics that you're using. Like, all this really cool information to learn a little bit better how to grow an e-commerce store really quickly. Uh, that's what's up, man. I didn't know. I honestly, um, you know, kind of, I was reading up. I didn't even know you had me, you know, your first one in college. Um, where'd you kind of yeah. like get that idea? Like, right. Cause I know that, I mean, that's pretty awesome seeing the, you know, what you guys had. I mean, that's something that blew up pretty big. So. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, both myself and my partner are pretty entrepreneurial. So like grew up like, my dad uh, has like bought a business like now 10 years ago, uh, runs like a candle manufacturing business. My business partner, um, his whole like family's background is in real estate up in Rhode Island and stuff like that. So like we came into college and it was like just the most casual conversation ever freshman year. Like, hey, you want to start a business? Yep, I want to start a business. You want to start a business? Yep. Okay, cool. Like, let's do something together. Um, and like, we were both like, we want to do something. We want to sell something, but we have no idea what we want to sell. And so from our standpoint, we're like, what's just like the closest thing in proximity that like looks viable to sell? And I mean, like you just graduated from school a couple months ago, so you get it at this point, but like, you know, people go around and you're at like a student fair or something like that. And you see like all of these like little promotional chat skis and like all this kind of stuff. And this is the first time we've ever seen like, like the first time that a lot of our friends started to have to hold credit cards and student IDs and all that kind of stuff. And so we are like, oh, like they're handing out a lot of these like promotional materials. You see that like these girls on campus are spending like $80 on a phone case and they're just covering it with like a Lyft logo or like, you know, the local real estate company logo on the back of the phone. And we're like, what if we made them look like slightly better? Like, like we're not designers by any means, but like, what if we made them look like just a tiny bit better? Um, and we did that. And like the first couple of months trying all that kind of stuff, like we ordered like 2000 from China, a couple of friends laughed at us and, you know, they're like, what are you guys doing? We're just like, ah, we're just plotting some stuff. Um, and we go and we try to go and start selling these things. And like, we hit like every sales channel imaginable. We're like, cool, let's sell to all of our friends. Quickly realize like we don't have 2000 friends. Like we had like, you know, 65 friends who were like very generous with their time and money uh, and bought from us. And then like after that, like nothing. Um, so we're like, okay, like exhausted that sales channel. Let's go and try to sell, you know, uh, wholesale sort of calling like CVS, like all these big box accounts. If you've ever tried to sell wholesale, that just takes fucking forever. Uh, so like that, that one's brutal. 
Um, try to sell on our website. Didn't know how to get like Facebook ads working. Try to go and sell on Etsy. That kind of started to work. And we're like, oh, cool. This is great. Uh, went to some events. I went to the Boston Marathon because we were up at school in Boston. And we sold like one over three hours. So we're like, we're never doing that again. And then finally, we found Amazon. And Amazon was like a holy grail sales channel for us because essentially have free traffic. It was already a search for item, low competition back in like 2015. We were doing all this kind of stuff. Um, and it worked like pretty well for the first year. So like the first year we did 30K in sales. And like from our standpoint, when we were 18, we we're like, this is awesome. Like this is working, like, right? So we scaled it out over those next couple of years. Did about 150K the second year. Uh, third year, we actually went full-time in the business. We went to a school that like lets you take internships basically for different companies. And we got them to let us do an internship for ourselves. And so we did about 850 grand in that third year. The last year we did about 1.2 million and wow. that's when we sold. So, wow. Well, I, I mean, one thing that I think is, you know, kind of cool that you said, you know, kind of about your story and how you and your friend, you know, came together with this business and this business model is, um, you know, kind of like on my show, I'd like to talk about like kind of the evolution of things and how far they've come along and to see how you took advantage of, you know, because kind of like in your story, you said at the beginning, when you had the first 2000, you had about, you know, 65 friends, you know, face-to-face -face sales and in-person sales. And you realize that wasn't going to be enough. But once you found that channel of online selling and e-com, that's, you know, it seems like when it kind of took off for you. So, yeah, man. Um, and I feel like, like if a lot of your show is about like how business is changing, like the evolution of all that kind of stuff in the twenties, like the fact of the matter is you can make so much money these days by yourself or with one other person or with like a team of like five people, right? Like you don't, I feel like the days like when our parents were growing up and like you had to go and like, make a business plan and like go to banks and like, you know, get seed money and then like, you know, do all of these proper things. You don't have to do that anymore. Like the fact of the matter is you can go spend $150, spin up a Shopify store, get a little bit of like product photography, like do it, like download a couple apps. And realistically you can make six figures that next month. Like I'm, I'm and I say this as a matter of fact, like I'm not exaggerating on any of this kind of stuff. Like I know too many people who are the only person in their business that has outsourced everything from customer support to design to product development of marketing to everything else. And it's just them. And they're making millions of dollars a year. Like I, I swear to God. Nah. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy to see. Like, and I think the one thing that's like so awesome is like social media has let us see like now the people who are making this type of money is like 17 year olds, 18 year olds, 21, yeah. 22. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I, that's, that's been, I feel like everyone always likes to knock on social media and I feel like, you can knock on all you want, but at the end of the day, I think Gary Vaynerchuk is one who always says like, it's a mirror, right? So like what you put into it, like if you're, if you're going into something like this with negative energy and you're comparing yourself and you're insecure or whatever like that, like you're going to see that same reflection back to you. Whereas if you're looking at social media and you're like, nope, I'm here for business opportunities. I'm here to learn. I'm here to go and like make friends and connections. Like it becomes instantly the most valuable thing in the world out there. Like even think about the way we're talking right now. I'm based in Austin, Texas. You're down in Atlanta. Like in the real world, we would never have interacted. Well, unless you're in this town, we run into each other, grab a drink or something like that. But like, like we just wouldn't have met. Whereas like I threw it out there. I was like, I want to go more podcast. Like, I got a podcast. Boom. Now we're chatting during your, like during your lunch break, you know, like it, it works out that way. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to see how people are connected. I mean, I literally was sitting, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. I was sitting, you know, just at work and my friend, I got a, like a mention on Twitter and he, Sure enough, you put, you know, mentioned me under your uh, post and you're trying to get on more um, podcasts. So, <clears throat> but um, so one thing kind of like talking about the 
topic of social media, um, I kind of want to hit on your social media, actually. Um, I know you have over, you know, well over uh, 7,000 followers. Um, yep. You, you know, run a podcast that's, you know, in the top 5%. Um, so, and I, and I know that's probably, you know, a product of just how great that you've done in other areas. And I'm sure you were able to take that success over um, to those areas as well. So how does that kind of work uh, with using the platform that you had and being able to project that on other people and, you know, teach people and things like that and how you built your following? So is the question like, how did I grow the, the channels where they are now or like, like what specifically? Well, do I, I guess, I, I guess more so kind of both, like kind of how, like, I guess, uh, talk a little bit about you, you know, your social media growth and how you were able to like, did you, did your social media growth come all organically or was it more so because you were talking about e-com? Like, how did that kind of come about? I got you. Okay. So basically here's, here's how it went about. Um, like I said, I graduated from school in May of 2020. So it's been about like 16, 18 months or something like that. Got a job right after college. Uh, and I was in a one-on-one with my manager that first week. And at this time I had like 600 Twitter followers, didn't have a podcast, didn't really like promote myself at all on social media, right? Like the most promotion I would do is like posting an Instagram story if something cool happens in my life. And I went to my manager and he at the time had like 30,000 followers, you know, like uh, 200,000 LinkedIn connections. Like, like, and he's not only like made a brand for himself, um, he's like monetized that brand now at this point. So he's like, now he has a Facebook community with like 4,000 people who pay him $10 a month. Like he's got like a whole course that he sells. He's got like, he's got a bunch of this cool stuff. And so like the first one-on-one, he's like, how's the job going? I was like, good. But what I really want to talk about is social media and like how you're doing all of this. And he hit me with like the simplest things. Like, you want to know what you do? Like figure out what you're good at and just talk about it daily. Like, like that's it. He's like, for me, I'm good at marketing. So all I do is like 80 to 90% of my posts are marketing and you have to fall into two categories. Either you're educating people or you're entertaining them. And the rest of it, you know, he's like, I'm also into rap. I'm into sneakers and all this other kind of stuff. He's like, I'll post about that like one out of every 10 stuff just because I like that stuff. But like, as long as you can stay consistent, it's really hard to not grow following, right? And so I took that to heart and I basically said, cool, what I'm going to do for the next, this is like 15 months ago-ish now at this point. I was like, cool, for the next you know year, I'm just going to make a tweet a day. And that's really hard. Like I say, it sounds simple when I say it now, but honestly, that's really hard at first because most people I know who want to go and grow following our audience on social media, like they don't know what they want to post about. Like they, like yeah. it's, it's, you know, you're sitting here, like you're, you're working your job, you, you know, you go to the gym after work, whatever like that. You're like, what's so interesting in my life that like other people need to know about this? Like it's, it's like a new muscle that you kind of have to go and teach yourself early on. But I swear to God now, once you go and learn it, it like becomes natural. Like I do stuff, I do anything in my life now. And I'm like, Hmm, that actually make a pretty good tweet. Like I'm going to go like type something up, whatever. Um, and so what I did for that first year is all I really talked about was like, I talked about like how to start side hustles. Like my favorite business ideas. I talking about like different marketing tactics that I was seeing e-commerce companies do. And really the most value, the most followers that you get come from like the most random tweets. Seriously, like I had one tweet about nine months ago that like just kind of went viral, like 2 million impressions or whatever like that. And I got like 3000 of my followers from that. So like, wow. like, like I was considering not tweeting it out. I was like, this is a random thought, whatever. Like, I don't know why I should even post this. And then I just did. So what I would honestly say is like, nobody really knows how to go viral. Like maybe like 10 people are just really, really good at it and get a lot of at-bats. But like the best thing that you can do if you want to grow any kind of audience or following or anything like that is just like figure out what your niche is. And if you don't have like a, like a very specific niche, 
just try to, try to get something broad health business relationships like like really right. broad categories and just talk about that until you figure out what your message is and then once you figure that out just do it every single day very consistently even if you have five followers and you're shouting to the void like it's important to remember that everyone starts at zero right even even if you see some people yep. now who have millions and, and stuff like that everyone starts at zero yeah and i think i think what you said is like powerful too because i remember um maybe like a couple of weeks ago i went to lunch with a friend and he was telling me all these great ideas and, you know, like you know, motivation he's got, the path he wants to go. And I'm thinking, you know, it sounds great. And I'm thinking it's something that, you know, people really would want to hear. But the drawback was, you know, he had never been someone who was used to, put, you know, posting on social media as much as you probably need to. So I think what you said is like, you know, definitely important. And people kind of got to get over that hump to just just post. I mean, that's the whole purpose of being on those apps. Dude, if you, okay, so if you want like a quick like playbook on like the easiest way to go and get started, all right. Yeah, the, the best thing for anyone listening to this right now is like quote a podcast, right? So like if you listen to podcasts on a daily basis, the content doesn't have to be your own as long as you quote it. So it's like, hey, like yesterday I, I made this one tweet from a book I read uh, from like Dan Kennedy, who's like a really famous marketing guy who basically said like charge as high of a price as you can without cracking a smile, right? I think Dan Kennedy. So like quotes from podcasts, quotes from books like um, quote some articles that you're reading, like interesting stuff like that, things that people will find either educational or entertaining, like go and post that stuff if you don't feel like you're doing stuff that's interesting enough. And then every now and then just start spinning up into your own personality a little bit more, like start saying like, hey, I'm raising money for this, or hey, I did this one thing in my job today that like boosted our conversion rate, or like whatever it is, like share that kind of stuff. Because even if you think that there's not a big audience out there for you, like I swear there is, like there's, millions or at least thousands of other people out there who are doing the same exact thing you're doing and you just sharing your experience is super valuable to them right 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 no I, yeah i definitely agree with that too man i mean that that's what it's all about i'm someone who you know i'll be honest i think i'm a pretty good proponent of that because i post a lot i do like to post but i know there's also there's also days too where like my stuff just simply isn't getting love and i'm yep. like oh man dude like i like like you said i'm just like shouting out into the void but i mean i've never really you know, gave up on posting and I'm always going to keep posting. So, I mean, anyone listening, I definitely encourage you, you know, kind of like Connor said, man, I mean, you have to post, if you, you know, expect your things to blow up. And the cool part about Twitter too, is like, it's the quickest feedback loop out of any of these social medias. Right. So it's like, like, you'll know instantly if your stuff is good or not. And so like, you know, I'll be sitting here like tweeting something off and I'm like, Oh man, this tweet is gas. This thing's going to go viral as hell. And like, nobody engages with that. I'm like, all right, all right, we'll try again tomorrow. So yeah, just, <laughs> I would just keep on, keep on getting after it. Yeah, man. Well, well, you know, while I got you here, you know, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, your kind of e-com brands and uh, yeah. some of your social following, but I mean, I don't even think that, you know, completely does justice to a lot of the things you have your hand in. Um, you know, the tweet I, I uh, you know, saw you on Twitter. One of the things that I like, and you know, I hope to get in one day is uh, real estate. I know a lot of people are yeah. interested in that. Uh, you right now, actually, you're, you know, have plans to buy a $5 million facility for storage next year. Um, so I guess kind of talk about, you know, a little bit of your real estate background. Not, not a very extensive background. So basically, um, most of what my partner and I have done is like we sold that e-commerce business back in college. We got a little bit of cash. We've been buying some like fun, smaller projects lately, like other small e-commerce brand. We started like a content site, you know, doing things like that. Um, but what we really wanted to do is reinvest a lot of that capital back into real estate and uh, have found that self-storage has been a pretty interesting one to operate because it's not exactly like you're buying, you know, a duplex or a quadplex and you've got four main sources of income like we just closed on a 68 unit um, facility just down here in dallas texas 
uh, for self storage. And that's kind of cool because like, as opposed to having four people pay you a thousand dollars a month, it's pretty de-risked. Well, not, it's not super de-risked, but like it's less risky than having four main sources of cash flow when you have 68 tenants all paying you like a hundred dollars a month, right? So it becomes a little bit more um, like, like I guess sustainable or like, uh, you know, resistant to any kind of upsides or downsides. So really the way it worked was this year, like so back in January, we owned really zero real estate. And we just hit the goal. We said like, hey, before Thanksgiving, we want to close on our first property. Um, you know, don't have a ton of criteria. We just want something like we want skin in the game. And I'm actually a really big proponent of that like mentality because I typically find that like the whole analysis paralysis and like not sure like where to start or which way you can go tends to go and be like what stops most people from getting started. And like us included, like we were like, okay, like, you know, we've read a little bit about this and we've done some homework on it, but like, we don't know where to get a deal. We've never run one of these before. Like we think we can do it, but like, we're really not too confident. And we finally came across a deal in this Facebook market uh, place that we're in where it's like a bunch of like real estate investors and stuff like that. Someone's like, Hey, selling my facility or selling a facility down in Dallas, Texas. You know, here's a few photos. Here's the rent roll, whatever. Like, let me know if you're interested. Uh, but like, it's got to close in 10 days. Cause like the guy was a wholesaler and stuff like that. So my partner and I were basically working out at the time and shows me the thing on Facebook. And uh, I'm like, like, or like we just turned to each other. We're just like, all right, if we actually are serious about this, like we got to get down to Dallas like tomorrow. So we go yeah. and walk like a stand, standby flight. Um, we get on the next morning and we're down in Dallas and we go over to the facility or actually no, we grab lunch before we go over to the facility. Cause at this point now, if you're traveling all day, we just want a quick bite to eat and we're going to swim by. We get a call from the broker and he's like, Hey, listen, like I actually got another guy who's going to buy it. Like, sorry. And we're like, dude, we haven't even seen the facility yet. We're like, we just dropped like a grand on these flights just to come down and see it. Like it's 5, 10 PM right now. Like, you know, at least, at least cut us, like give us the night to make an offer on it. Uh, Cause at this point he can't close the wire or he can't send the wire anyway. And then like, let's just chat later tonight. And so he finally said, okay, that's fine. We swung by the facility. Uh, it was like, it's like an okay shape. Like it's basically had like a lot of deferred maintenance, but like right. you can kind of tell that like a lot of the market rents were under like, like most of these people with rents have not been raised in 30 years. So they're like, they're like there are some people who are paying like $40 that should be paying like 150. Um, yeah. And so we start having these conversations and we go back to the hotel room later on that night. We call the guy. We're like, uh, he's like, yep. Like we got an offer right now. It's like 390. Like we're going to take it. And we're like, like playing this whole sob story like dude we flew down here like you we told you we're flying down we're serious about this like the other guy's sitting up in some cushy apartment right now whatever he's from like we're all like boots on the ground trying to get this done we've got the right. cash to close like let's do it with you like you and he's like all right if you can do 400 like the deal is here so we ended up closing with him and then you know that whole week was just a blur because there's a combination of like making sure that all of our like market rent comparables were like actually true like reading through like the county like zoning bylaws like um making Jeez. sure that like, we can clear all the wires and stuff like that so it was just a blur for that week so we went from like september 1st finding this deal to september 7th like sending the final wire transfer uh and it was just like and like that was like during a holiday weekend and everything like that so there's just a lot of strings to pull but it finally ended up coming through and so now now that we've got skin in the game we're in the process of like you know renovating the facility making it look nicer getting more lights cameras pressure washing like fixing doors things like that um, and I really feel like now we understand a little bit the model better on like how to go in and like turn around one of these facilities. 
And now our main goal for 2022 is to buy $5 million more worth of self-storage facilities. Jeez. Yeah, man. I mean, self-storage is, I, that's one of the things I remember, like when I first kind of came on or like, I guess you, I mean, I guess people call it money Twitter. I was like, when I first kind of came into it, that was like one of the first yeah. things I saw. Someone said it was a great idea for the future. It's like buying self-storage. So yeah, so it's, it's, nice. it's nice because it works both in both swings of the economic cycle. So like you have a recession, people downsize, need a place to put their stuff. You know, you have a booming economy, people buy more stuff, need a place to put their stuff. So uh, it kind of works for both sides. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, kind of, um, I guess like second half of this talk really, I kind of want to, you know, just kind of know about you as, you know, a person, some of the things that, you know, you're kind of interested in, you know, what your day kind of looks like. And, um, you know, also, you know, kind of talk a little bit more about your podcast and what you talk about there. So, I mean, so just starting out, you know, kind of what's, um, you know, what's your day look like? I know you say you live in Austin, you know, what are some things you enjoy doing, work out, things like that? Yeah. I mean, so funny today is actually an anomaly. And I was just telling um, my buddy who, who's sitting across from me right now, when I woke up this morning, I woke up like 30 minutes ago. Uh, and I don't know why I said, I said, I try to always get up around like seven or eight or something like that. And this past weekend, I was like over in Vegas with a bunch of my buddies from college. And it was just like, just a debaucherous weekend for like four days straight. Uh, and so now I'm like, okay, I think I just need a little bit of like sleep to catch up. Um, but that's kind of like one of the benefits of, I guess, working for yourself is I'd probably spend minimum 70 hours a week working and trying to like think of new things. But uh, the cool part is you can kind of set your schedule, which I've really enjoyed. But um, overall, like about me, I would say typical schedule is wake up. I always try to like bucket my day into doing like, hey, here's like the only one thing that really matters to do for today. And if I do this, like the day was a win. And then I've got like everything else underneath of that. And I started switching over to that kind of like mentality about three or four months ago, because I just noticed like there's always 10 important things to do during the day. Like you just always got to get a ton of stuff done, whether it's like editing a podcast or, you know, um, sending mailers or, or whatever, like whatever the activity is, there's a lot of stuff that to be done. But if you can just get that one big thing done to, for the day, you'll always feel good about yourself, even if you don't get to the rest of it. So that's been a little mentality shift. Um, and then for the most part, like my hobbies, activities, things like that, um, like this sounds kind of weird to say, but like definitely just really enjoy starting businesses. Like, um, it's just like a passion of mine and something that like other people might see as work and it can definitely be stressful and work at times, but like it's also a ton of fun. Um, but while I've been down in Austin too, like things I've enjoyed doing is like uh, signed up for a rock climbing gym been going rock climbing a bunch lately, uh, really big into fitness, like love to work out, things like that. Um, Going to be skiing probably most of the off season this year, not, not off season, but like ski season this year. Um, and then the biggest thing overall is like, I love to travel. Um, like for me, traveling is huge. Like I went to a school where when I started college, I had only been to like US, Canada and Mexico, I think, um, just from like growing up and doing like random trips with my family. And then like my school was so big on like travel and like all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, now I've been to like 30 plus countries and like, I love to go and like, you know, work over in like different countries or just like go over there for a month and like see new cultures and stuff like that. Like that's really big to like who I am as a person and what I like to do. Um, and like, even just stuff like this, like meeting new people, like, like you said, I started a podcast back in January this year. Um, it's called the next generation. And the whole concept is kind of like kind of similar to this, like, like basically interviewing people in their twenties, uh, who are running businesses today. And so it's cool. Cause like, from my standpoint, I listen to a ton of business podcasts and all of them are always like, Hey, I'm this 40 year old guy. And like, I'm super successful in business. And I'm like, that's great. But also I can't relate to that at all. I was like, you've got a wife, 
three kids, a mortgage, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I have like none of that. Right. Um, I was like, I want to find the people who are in their twenties who are crushing it and have a lot of business success. And that's hands down been like one of the biggest ROI, like return on investment for my time that I've done this year. Cause now like, it sounds crazy to even say, but like we're 42 episodes in, which like for podcasts doesn't seem like a lot, but like we do a podcast every single week for the entire year. And so like, I've met some really damn cool people, like people who are 25 selling like $60 million worth of shit a year. Like Jeez. the podcast that just came out today that we had was like a 24 year old kid who started a $5 million business. And then like the next week started a million dollar business. And I was like, I was like, damn, like this for some people, it sounds discouraging. It might get you a little down on yourself for me personally. I'm like, why is that not me? Like, why can I not be doing that? So it's super motivating for me. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree with that, I man. It's kind of even on the lower level. I mean, today, I mean, I'm, you know, talking to you who, you know, you've done great things and to see, you know, even there's a level of you're talking to people who's doing the same things too. I mean, it's just, I think the time we're living in, the success that people can tap to, tap into at any age is kind of limitless at this point. I mean, I think that's awesome. Dude, I totally agree. I like, I, this sounds cheesy to say, but I swear it's also such a mindset thing. Like, you can always go and look at somebody else and say like, that's good for them, right? Like that's, that's awesome that they were able to do that, but not me. Like this seems very unrelatable. The reason I'm trying to get as many people in their twenties and the early twenties too, to talk about how they're making money is like the guy we just released for the episode today. Like he even mentioned in the podcast, it's like, I came up with low income. It was just me, my mom, we live in a one bedroom apartment. We slept in sleeping bags, like all this kind of stuff. Then he started a, uh, it was like an animal control business that like he knew nothing about really well he knew a little bit of stuff about it like he had he had a job at a company like that for six months 2.5 years later he sold it for five million dollars like if you always have this mentality that like that's nice for them but i can't do it and you don't think that it's relatable for you i promise you you will lose right whereas if you have the mentality more of like oh they did it so i'm also able to do it that's where the real opportunities and the real fun starts to kind of like come around Nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you uh, shared some, you know, great things. Um, the last, you know, question I do kind of have, uh, you know, what are what are kind of kind of your, some of your big goals um, for 2022 coming around? I know it's getting towards the end of the year here. Um, you said you have a couple of big goals, but I mean, you know, what are, what are some things you're looking forward to? Dude, I always said like the most audacious goals that I test tend to always fall slightly short of. So uh, I'll I'll basically say I'm still kind of in the process of trying to figure out exactly what those goals look like. Um, but I think the big ones that kind of come to mind for me are like, definitely want to like, want to buy $5 million with the self-storage real estate. Like that's going to be a big one for me. Um, I want to grow a lot of like the e-commerce brands I'm working on and try to get that to like a $3 million a year range, um, and try to scale that up. And then the big other two ones personally are like, I want to have like a top 1% podcast, like really grow my podcast to like where I think it can be. Cause I think that so many people will benefit from listening to stories like this. And so anytime that I can go and grow that to like several thousand downloads per episode, uh, that's going to be exciting. And then the last one, um, which is less business related, more just like personal health and fitness. Like I have just always wanted to be like sub 12% body fat. And so now I'm like throwing it out there in the world. I'm like, I'm going to start eating clean. I'm going to go and like, you know, hit the gym a little bit more. I'm, I'm trying to hit the gym a lot, but like between like going out on weekends and stuff like that, it just, adds up uh so so the goal <laughs> yeah. the goal is to try to try to slim down a little bit more um 2022 and probably also travel a lot as well sweet man sounds like i mean it sounds like you got a big year plan so i mean i'm i'll uh definitely be you know excited to see it um uh, you know if you got get a chance you know shout out your socials and podcasts you know things like that let people know you know where they can find you and you know, listen to your word and things like that 
I got you, man. Yeah, the two best places, one on Twitter, um, like we kind of talked about earlier in this episode, like I tweet a bunch of stuff on a daily basis. So it's just at C underscore G-R-O. So at C underscore grow. Um, and then for the podcast, just called The Next Generation, uh, weekly interviews with the most interesting and like successful 20-somethings that we can find out there um, who are starting their business, whether it's people have heard of on Forbes 30 to 30 or people who you've never heard of before. Like we try to find all of them. So um, give it a shout. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, Connor, you know, appreciate you coming on today, talking to us a little bit, you know, giving some of the, our listeners, you know, some game, you know, even, you know, telling about some of the things you're interested in, some of your goals. So, you know, definitely, uh, like I said, I appreciate it. Great talk, man. Um, hope we'll, uh, you know, stay in contact here. You know, I know I'm going to be following you a lot of the things you do. So it's going to be awesome, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on the show. So, as you can see in that interview, there was a lot that was discussed. And Connor, being only 24, He's got his hand in a lot of different areas, and he's really successful at it. He's successful in social media. He's starting a real estate portfolio. He's putting his money into businesses. I mean, you name it. So, what can you take from this interview? In my opinion, there's a lot to take from this interview. The main thing is that if you're someone in your 20s and you're living in this time that we're in right now, this interview gives a pretty perfect idea of how attainable success is today. I mean, honestly, if you have a phone, a laptop, and just a wireless connection, you know, and you can connect to Wi-Fi, you've got a pretty good chance of being successful today. And the best part about it is there's so many different ways to do it. I mean, you're seeing overnight successes from people in their 20s nowadays, and they're coming up in so many different ways, whether it's e-com, investing, clothing brands, you know, TikTok, social media, you name it. I mean, it's literally right here for us. So, and again, to kind of bring us back to the point of this show, I want to, you know, spread awareness on how things have changed and how people have been able to take advantage of our times and how it's, you know, made success much more attainable. Connor, like I said, is someone who's done that. So really hope that you all enjoyed today's interview and episode. Um, I know it might've been a little bit on the short end, but I definitely think the content was on point. Levi and I have been searching, you know, far and wide to find some you know guests to come on the show who can you know really help our listeners and you know give them some game and you know also talk a little bit about you know what's going on today in the world so um super excited to, you know continue giving you all this content i appreciate you all tuning in and without further ado that wraps it up we'll see you next week peace <laughs>